Aloha, Kyle and Drew. This is Jason from Ford. I just wanted to let you guys and the listeners know that Dragon's Lair's Comics and Collectibles, this awesome comic book store in Hawaii, will be celebrating its third anniversary on Free Comic Book Day, Saturday, May 6th. This awesome comic book store will have a couple local artists in the store, and there will be a store-wide sale. So if you guys in the neighborhood, please stop on by and help celebrate Dragon's Lair's third anniversary. Kyle and Drew, again, mahalo for letting me do this, and aloha. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 376. We are back in studio recording from our Gorilla podcast of last week. Recorded in our very own vehicle on the highway heading to Wisconsin. So this one should have just a bit better audio quality. Before we get into what's coming out next week as we begin the month of May in comic book shops. Drew, I want to toss it over to you for some stuff from last week and to wish you a happy belated birthday, sir. Yep, let's move on from that. <laughs> um, you always love getting older, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, so... <laughs> So yeah, we you heard from us in the car, um, and we apologize for the audio quality. It was what it was. Um, it was in a car, <laughs> but it was a uh, all means to an end to get to Wisconsin to Oconomowoc and uh, to visit Eric and James at Cowabunga Comics. And I dare say it was worth the five-hour round trip. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, we did, we ended up doing twenty hours in the car over five days. In four states, and with two little brats. No, no, no. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful kids of Kyle's that are were were in there. We we had a good time, uh, but you know, I think the highlight for me was the trip to Wisconsin, and the trip to Cowabunga Comics. I will tell you what. For my money, it is everything you want in a comic book shop. It is, uh, first and foremost. The piece de resistance is their wall. Hmm, uh, their wall is key issue after key issue. Some slabbed, some raw, some high grade, some lower grades that are a little more affordable. Um, great stuff out. Great stuff hidden. <laughs> uh, you know, some stuff that's... Uh, on layaway for very important customers, uh, which is very cool. But we got to see them. Um, uh, we've got we got to see uh, Avengers number one, Silver Surfer number one, Avengers number one. Yes, Silver Surfer number one, uh, Fantastic Four forty eight. You know they had stacks of New Mutants ninety eight, uh, Batman Adventures twelve. Um, Key after key after key, um, and great stuff. And it was uh, just just an awesome awesome wall. This is exactly the kind of wall you want in a in a comic shop. And you know they don't stop there. There's they've got their new releases. They've got their back issue bins. They've got dollar comics to dig through. They've got um, Warhammer going on. They've got magic happening. They had. Uh, toys they had a beautiful walls of trade trade after trade they've got their instant sets that i popped hopped on and got had to get something they they um they really run the gamut of of everything you want in a comic book shop and it was meticulously curated um there was a lot of care 
not boxes laying around. Um, it, just a just a fantastic comic shop, and it it was just uh, it kind of you know made me really sad when we as we crossed the border back to into the area where our comic shop <laughs> are and what we have to go back to and. And it's going to take us a while to get back to Wisconsin again to to get back to a, a, an awesome shop like that. But um, man, what a what a great store! And hats off to Eric and James. And um, thank you for taking all my money. And uh, it, it was a pleasure. And it was a pleasure to hang out with them and and meet some of their. Uh, they have a cool employee named Sam who works behind the counter. Um, he's, he's a cool guy and they have an unofficial employee named Tom who was awesome and, uh, hooked us up with, uh, a giant vat of gum for the road to, to get us, get us back where we're, to where we were going. Um, place was packed on a Sunday, um, and, uh, just a picturesque corner shop with, um, everything you want in a comic book shop. I don't know. What what else is there to say about the shop, Kyle? Yeah, it was super nice. I was very impressed. It was a really nice capstone to the weekend. It was awesome to see all the the things that you uh, leave the shop saying, well, I'm saving my money and going back for that because I can <laughs> see it. It's right there within my grasp. So I might as well save up to get it. It was pretty cool. It's nice to see that they, they've been, they, you know, buy big collections. They pull things out yeah. and, you know, have everything you can, all the things you want available there. So that was pretty oh, rad. I also got to see my first comic book press. Uh, which was really cool. And, yeah, and that was awesome. I got to see the process there, um, the ability to uh, press out a, a wrinkle or a bend or something and raise your raise it a, a tenth of a point or whatever uh, w- before it gets graded. Uh, that was really, really cool and uh, really interesting technology I'd never seen before, how that worked, and um, just kind of some of the mindset they have in, in doing that sort of thing to uh, – to basically serve their customers and uh, just, man, there's tons of cool stuff there. Ton, tons of cool stuff going on and um, really a, a great top notch operation. Yeah, it was really cool. It was great to visit and uh, I really love that shop. I wish it was on our neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the, the capstone for our C2E2 weekend. And while we were gone, I guess uh, Marvel decided, according to uh, our listener, Robert Seifert, he sent us a, a Bleeding Cool article where Marvel, where Marvel decided that uh, real fans in line to talk to artists and get signatures are the ones without window bags. So window bags are when you, when they uh, cut a little hole in the mylar and tape around it to show where they want their signature written on it. Some people like to kind of uh, designate the exact place where they want their the signature. I don't do that, but I don't know why it's a problem if if somebody wants to kind of point them in the right direction. Um, but but Marvel decided that uh, he, they were going to harass the people in line that uh, had those window bags and uh, refer to them as not real fans, which I think is kind of kind of uh, not cool. Just because they were going to get him slabbed or they wanted him signed in a certain place. I don't know if that makes him any less less of a fan. Well, no. What do you think, Kyle? Uh, I think it's classic Marvel being Marvel. 
<laughs> alienating fans and picking things out and thinking they know better than the majority of people, but uh, nobody gets to tell me how to collect. So that's the great thing about it. True. and uh, Or what to collect. And uh, makes you want to collect less Marvel when they do stuff like that. Yeah, when questioned why, the representative for Marvel said they didn't want dealers nor CGC to be here, just real fans. So they even had a problem with CGC in general. Yeah, just, it, yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> just another example of Marvel just don't get it no more. Nope. Um, we had, there was a, I think we got a question two weeks ago about our UK uh, iTunes reviews. And the fact that we only had a couple, and we 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 were confused uh, by the whole email. Well, Derek, our good friend over at Comics Alternative, sent us this: um, Why were you only seeing two reviews on your podcast ratings and reviews section? The reason is you apparently only have two reviews in the United Kingdom, and that's what your listener is seeing in his iTunes account which is defaulted to the UK market. Information on your iTunes account is defaulted to your home country. And you can see this by scrolling down to the bottom of the ratings and reviews page. There's a little icon in the bottom right, at least on the desktop version, that shows the flag of the country from which you're seeing the information. If you click on that icon, you're taken to a page where you can choose your country or region. If you click on a country flag icon, then you go back into the iTunes store as it's geared to that country or region. So if your UK listener wants to see your ratings and reviews from US listeners, he should click on his home UK icon in iTunes, choose the US icon from Choose Your Country or Region page, then search your show again in iTunes and look at the ratings and reviews section. And there he will find your US reviews. And, of course, this is how you can see how your ratings and reviews are from all around the world. I hope this helps, Derek. It does help. It's very cool. just makes iTunes sound horrible, though, (laughs) and uh, a bigger mess than I thought it was. And we applaud the 40-some folks uh, out there who have taken the time to go through the rigmarole to give us a rating and a review on iTunes because, obviously, if you just, just heard that, what a hassle it can be. Um, so we appreciate it. We appreciate ratings and reviews. We think we think it helps. We think it helps more people find us. I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I think so. I think so too. We think so. So um, so please please do that. Give us a rating and a review if you can. Um, uh, and and you know give us a rating and review in Australia or in uh, Spain or uh, all over the world in different regions. That'd be kind of interesting to see how many of those we can get as well. Um, and I'll be downloading iTunes on my Windows PC recently, so I can attempt to dig in there and shout those out. Oh, well, welcome to 2004. I have it on my phone. I choose not to have it infected. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Whatever. I hate you. Okay. Uh, we got another round of Final Order cutoff late-breaking image variant covers. This time, they're all about news. they're all about Spawn. And they're all about celebrating Spawn with a variety of covers. What 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 looks good, Kyle, in that batch? Some of them look good, and many of them are cover artists. I have no idea who they are, but there is a couple of them that are pretty darn cool. 
Uh, Old Guard has a Chris Samney cover and is pretty darn cool looking. There's a Declan Shalvey cover on Injection. That is very, very cool. Big fan of that one. Um, and that, a few of the other ones that I clicked on I thought were kind of goofy looking. Yeah. Um, but each of them having sometimes a subtle, sometimes a not so subtle homage to the 25th anniversary of Spawn. So, yet another in the trend of variant independently orderable covers for image that are not able to be solicited within the previews guide two months beforehand. Ugh, I hate that. But they are accessible through the final order cutoff order window at your local comic shop. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but not all of them. Sometimes, sometimes uh, by the time we hear about them via press release, uh, they have already, uh, we've missed a deadline on a couple they've, of the retailers. They've run their course, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we miss them all. I feel remember. We've missed them all before. Um, but what do you think about being... We are amateur speculators. Uh-huh. Um, at least I consider myself quite the amateur. Um, not quite uh, at the level of James and Eric, uh, who have their own shop and, and kind of live in this world. Um, so as amateur speculators, what do you think about a built-in scarcity that they are providing to us? If we pay attention and can get in and jump on some of these independently orderable, affordable variants that are kind of scarce because not everybody can get wind of them. Do we like it? We you would like think it. that hypothetically with them being uh, not very, not as easily accessible and, uh, in my mind, very, very scarcely ordered, but that hasn't been the case with the uh, Women's Celebration Month, with the image uh, anniversary with the April Fools, um, while none of the they are fairly scarce, they haven't been popping. It's been absolutely not a big deal at all. So, so nobody wants mind, them. It seems like ooh, that's something you're going to want to have, but in reality, nobody cares. And it, it, it that doesn't make sense to me, right? I, mm-hmm. I I would, I mean, the Women's Month. I wasn't really blown away by some of those. Um, some, but I liked most of the anniversary. And I liked, and I thought about half of the April Fools were pretty cool, mm-hmm. um, and I would think that others would as well. Um, but maybe they're not as rare as we think they are. Maybe it just seems rare, but a lot of stores are picking them up. And it could just be, you know, um, n- now that they've that this is like a new way to sell more copies of something where. The comic shop has already computed their order for, mm-hmm. let's say, Outcast, and then they release this late-breaking, independently orderable cover. Now, how many stores are going to be like, "Oh, geez, I got to get some of these for the shop"? What, but but who's going to go back in and say, "Well, I'll edit down some of my cover A's to cover that"? Um, I don't think they're going to. I think yeah. they're just going to throw more on it and buy more than they would normally buy, and therefore, uh, it's a, it's a. I think it's kind of smart on Image's uh, point to do that because they're actually probably increasing their orders of a title that might not get that anything that near that number. 
unless mm-hmm. there's a very savvy the very savvy comic shop owner that says all right i'll i'll add two of this variant cover but i'm going to edit my original order of cover a down to to compensate i don't know how many are doing that rather just oh crap i better get some of these so i don't get caught without mm-hmm. yeah I, i'm not sure That'd be that'd be interesting to know. Right. Yeah, the only one that's really hit is there's a uh, Savage Dragon Juck cover that's pretty cool. That one. I think you called uh, that right. Yeah, I said that. I was a fan of that one coming in. Um, that's the only one that's really commanding a better price for the most part. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any yeah. sense to me. Hmm. Yep. Um, but like, I need. I, I go and pick up all the ones for the certain things like. I have to have all the Rat Queens, so I have to have all those dumb covers, whether I like them or not. Well, we usually are that way with Walking Dead. Yeah, if, if they had a Walking Dead in any of these, I'd have to have them. Same thing with Saga. But we have missed a couple of those. For which ones? Walking Dead. No, I haven't. Well, I have. Oh, you have, yeah. On the anniversary. Yeah, I, I went out and made sure I got some of those. Thanks for getting your brother one. Yeah, they only had one. Uh-huh. That's a likely story. <laughs> uh, uh, anything else about our trip? Uh, sh- Chicago, Wisconsin, uh, anything before we put a button on that and, and, and leave that behind? You quick flipped your C2E2 stuff and my stuff's going up tomorrow. Or your uh, your exclusives, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I did. I I sold my redneck already, and um, could have sold my uh, silver button, but I'm holding out for just a little bit more on that one. I got, I think I got a little bit low balled. I think the guy wanted to just give me forty bucks with uh, free shipping, so I thought that's a little low. I'll try to get a little, more, a little more out of him on that one, or her, him or her. Um, uh, did not put the super suns up yet. Mm-hmm. Think I will though. I think that's kind of cool, and I might might bundle some of those uh, ash cans that I picked oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Those are kind of neat. See if anybody's interested in those. I don't know. There's, need a few more hours in the day. Get some of that <laughs> no stuff doubt. up. That'd be that'd be kind of fun. Because uh, it was an expensive trip. It'd be nice to uh, chip away at some of the expenses. <laughs> But that's all I got, sir. All right, let's let's roll over to uh, uh, the sneak peek then. Yeah, follow me over to previewsworld.com. We're going to click on upcoming releases. releases. Head on over to May 3rd, 2017. We're into May, good brother. So, let's click that table view, scroll on down, and Drew, let's start where we always love to start. Let's start in Dark Horse. Well, um, there is a Predator Hunters, and... And just a quick shout out, there are five release months or weeks in May. Oh, okay. So um, this might be lighter than normal, usually two and three pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then either four or five is kind of uh, super light. One of those is going to be the light one, right? Yeah. Um, usually that fifth that fifth week, but sometimes not. Um, any interest in that, Predator Hunters? I am not. Nope. I'm not, not do, on that one. Not doing anything for me. Yeah. Uh, we've oh. got the super hot. Okay, go ahead. No, I'm just. I was just reading something. Sorry. Yeah, are you going down to DC? 
That's I was, if you've got nothing else in Dark Horse, let's head on down to DC. Uh, just the the super hot button uh, with the lenticular twenty two, and uh, another very variant for twenty two, which I don't think was orderable at the time. Yes, it was. It was called the international variant. Oh, that's the orderable. international variant. Yes, sir. Okay, and then the standard. Um, uh, we think these are all going to be hot. So uh, the first rounds sure were. Um, we think the lenticulars are going to be hot. Uh, we think the cover A's are going to be hot. There was, I know, twenty one was had a weird solicit cycle. It was one of those where, if you remember, the lenticular was offered an extra month in advance, uh, and then the following month the standard twenty two was not in the previews, or the standard twenty one Batman twenty one was not in the previews. It was part of one of those uh, uh, previews plus supplemental orders, so uh, they're they're lower and not as many out there of the cover A's uh, for the for twenty one. So we think you know th- those are all hot. We uh, I think that's going to continue with with uh, twenty two and through the flashes as well. Walked into our LCS Wednesday. Guess how many copies of Batman 22 they had available? 21? Or yeah, 21. Um, one? Zero. Didn't order any? Nothing. Could not walk in the day of release and get Batman 21. Uh, in they, any form. So they, did, did, they have, did they have any for their quote-unquote subscribers? <laughs> quote-unquote, yes. But we'll see, because my buddy has a pull there, and I'm curious to see what's in his bucket. Yeah. So that's sad. Not a single one. Yeah. A big, huge, Batman-centric DC event. And whiff on Flash, whiff on Batman. That, or he's pulling them and going straight to eBay. And he said uh, they sold out? He just said, no Batman. Hmm. Uncool. (laughs) I hate that guy. (laughs) Uh, we got the uh, penultimate Flintstones as oh we my. wind down to the end of that. Uh, I'm going to be sad to see that go, but um, it's been a fun one in, in the early runnings for Book of the Year. Uh, anything else happening that's really cool over in D.C.? One of my favorite Harley covers, Harley Quinn, number 19, uh, cover B, Frank Cho. Is that with the horse? I just think it's really cool looking. That is interesting. <laughs> Can't go wrong with Cho. Uh, what do we think of the return of Injustice? Oh, I'm excited. You know why? Tom Taylor's back. Tom Taylor. So I'm in. And I've been seeing all kinds of really cool commercials and ads and trailers for the game. And I am even more intrigued to read this book because they just released the Joker as a playable character who shouldn't exist in this world. So I need to find out why and what's going on there. Yeah. So even more for why I'm interested in Injustice 2, number one. Yeah. Um, one of the... I don't know if you listen to the the Cowabunga's podcast, but it's uh-huh. also pretty darn good. But they were talking about um, the D- the DC um, Diamond Summit and uh, some of the information that they were talking about. And one of the things that came out of that was 
you know, Rebirth, big success. And as they are kind of rounding into that first year, they want to capitalize on the momentum. And for the next year, they kind of want to reinvigorate the way that they uh, have collaborations between writer and artist. Give the artist... Um, this part, like part one is that they're going to give the, the artist a little more autonomy, going to be less full scripts on the writer's part, less, less Scott Snyder-ish skips, scripts where they, he writes every single panel and every single hair on Batman's head. It drives Capullo crazy. Going to be less of that and more of like the Marvel method where it's a collaboration between a plot, plot designed by the writer, artist kind of visualizes that plot and then writer goes back in and dialogues it, that sort of thing which is kind of cool kind of scary and then yeah could be great could be could be pretty weird um and then but <laughs> but part two of that of their discussion was that capitalizing on a the year of rebirth and that success the next year they want to focus on developing new heroes and new villains so, in my mind, that is spec gold. No doubt. So, uh, we really need to start paying attention to DC solicits uh, <laughs> for when these uh, might be releasing. Uh, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that to you. That'll be your job. Cool. You need to comb through those <laughs> and make sure if there's any chance that there's a new IP uh, that you let us know. Yeah, I got nothing else going on. I'm in. Yeah, you're in? Okay, awesome. Okay. Appreciate that. Deathstroke 18, cover A, Bill Sinkevich cover. Those have been hot. Anything with his name on it's been selling fairly well. Why is that? I don't know. He's had a, a bit of a resurgence, so much so that he skipped out on C2E2. Yeah, I mean, I, I love him, of course, because of his Moon Knight connection, but I, I wonder why other people do. Are you reading Savage Things? No, no. I tried. Boy Justin Jordan on three of eight. Did you? I did not. And I cannot give you a good reason why. Yeah. Too much stuff to read. No doubt. Jeez, I'm overwhelmed. Anything else nope. in DC, sir? Mm-hmm. All right, let's head on down to IDW. Long list from IDW this week. Uh, excited for Box Office Poison, Color Comics, number five. That's a really cool uh, Slice O' Life comic. And that is all I am excited about. Mm, that is all I've got as well. So, small smattering of nothing from IDW. Yep. Let's head on down to Image. Ooh. Where, yeah. Ooh, look at that. Uh, our boy... Our creative team boys mm-hmm. and girl of yeah, Jonathan say, Luna and Sarah Vaughn from Alex and Ada fame are back together again. Eternal Empire. There is only a cover A, so I can't screw this up. Correct. I'm I'm going heavy on Eternal Empire, even though Alex and Ada didn't make me a dime. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's this is going to be good quality, well written. I'm excited for it, but I did not spec heavy because Alex and Ada didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, Extremity. Um, and Daniel Warren Johnson was at C2E2, and I did not take any Extremities with me, which was dumb. 
I did, but forgot them. Uh, I missed the cutoff for the second printing with a new cover. Um, so uh, I've really not played this one very well. <laughs> uh, what about the third printing with just changing the third printing of of number one with just changing the font color? We, nope. we we shy away from those, right? Correct. That's that's not something people are running for. Okay. Very good. Old guard number one third print is different. Or was this? Is it that the same as the second print that was different? Because then uh, that does not look familiar to me. Yeah. And or does the second printing? Of number two, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, of number two. We have less... You'd have less success with uh, second issue, second printings, I'm guessing. If they change the cover, you're, I mean, it's it's still a good thing. Absolutely. I still go after them. If, this, if the second issue has a, a new cover for a second printing, that's still a sought-after item. Okay. Outcast 27 keeps on trugging along. Almost pulled the trigger on uh, a graded version of Outcast Number One at Cowabunga, but I, I just I have too many Number Ones. We well, don't have any graded. That's true. And it was a pretty reasonable deal. It was. Paper Girls fourteen. That book's so friggin' good. It is good. That last one was amazing. Walking Dead 167, a certain doom. It is possible, could it be, that the inevitable can somehow be avoided? Yeah. Rick and Andrea have a tough decision to make. I'm getting extras of this one. Uh, Youngblood number one. I think the cover B is the only one that could have any heat behind it. Because it's a Liefeld cover, yeah. but uh, could be wrong. Hmm. That's the you one I would go. You or like the, the Chris Daughtry cover? I uh, I didn't realize that was that that Chris Daughtry, mm-hmm. uh, because his last one did really well. The last cover he did for Batman Fifty. It was a Batman, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Fifty Two. One of the It wasn't Fifty because Fifty was the connecting variant from Neil Adams. Sure, and 52. 52 was? He did a polybagged version of Batman from the new 52. I thought it was issue 50, but maybe oh, not. okay. So is this like... like Is is this new? What is Youngblood, number one? So uh, Youngblood was part of the initial wave. Uh-huh, the initial... Exactly. And But it was a Liefeld book back then. Uh-huh. Now, it's not a Liefeld book. It's uh, Chad Bowers... And Rob Liefeld, with art by Rob Liefeld. So is this a reissue of the 25-year-ago one? Or is this new? No. This is new. Okay. Part one debut anniversary issue. All new cast and a brand new mission. Gotcha. Well, that's weird, though. I remember ordering, but it's it's thrown me off when I was reading it there. Yeah, because when I clicked on the uh, cover B... With Liefeld on just the cover, it has writer Chad Bowers, artist Jim Toe. Liefeld's not doing anything on the interiors. Yeah. So, 
what is the what is the Daughtry cover say? Uh, it says yeah, it no 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 life felt. So why would he why would he do the interior arts on cover on the cover A? <laughs> I, I'm guessing there's a, a bit of an error in some portions of. But which is wrong? What, what's if wrong? you look at the front of the actual book, it does not say Leifeld anywhere on it. So I'm guessing that's just... So cover A is not Leifeld. It's only cover B. Correct. So that goes back to my original premise where I think that would be the one with any heat on it because it's the only one with Leifeld's connection. But if the, you can't trust the solicits, then I don't know. I'm avoiding all of them just to be safe. Just, so you wouldn't take a flyer on a $2 cover B with Liefeld. Two or three I'm bucks. Cover, I'm going cover A. I'm sticking to my gut. I have no, a system. You I have a system and it works. Your system, you have, to, you, have to, you have to switch from your system for this one. I don't have to do anything, sir. <laughs> well, that's true. True. I would suggest you, you switch. And moving on. Anything else in Image, good sir? No. All right, let's head on down to Marvel and see what shenanigans are afoot. All new Guardians of the Galaxy number one, just in time for the movie. Uh, this is a Jerry Duggan written, Aaron Cooter penned book, or uh, drawn book. Uh, so, if that floats your boat. I'm sure there are some awesome variants of this. Yep. There have been some wicked ones. We might take a look at that later on. Also, but for a, now, go ahead. Also have a Black Bolt, number one. Um, usually shy uh, for any Inhumans books at all. I tend to stay away from them. This guy's kind of interesting because if he speaks, it's like a nuclear bomb going off. So he can't, he can't ever talk. So... I'm not sure what they're going to do with this book. <laughs> if it's going to have, be like a I am group situation, mm. a lot of silent issues, or a lot of uh, thought balloons. All pizza dog all the time. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see just exactly what that's that's going to be about. I'm curious. Let's see. Sorry, sorry, I'm looking at the uh, all-new Guardians of the Galaxy variants. Oh, yeah? Mm, yeah. Hmm, nifty. All right. Sorry. Champions number eight, continuing to roll around. Got to your $5 Secret Empire number one. Oh, yeah. Exciting stuff. Now, Jean Grey, number one, intrigues me. Okay, why is that? Dennis Hopeless, Victor Ibanez. Uh-huh. When a teenage Jean Grey traveled through time and arrived in the present, she learned the terrible fate that befell her predecessor, Profess... Possessed by a cosmic entity called the Phoenix, Jean was trapped in an endless cycle of life and death. 
Determined to escape that future, Jean set out to write her own destiny, but now she's visited by a premonition that the Phoenix is coming for her. And in this ongoing series by Dennis Hopeless, blah, 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 she's going to fight tooth and nail to escape becoming its next victim. And this is on the heels of learning that uh, one of the next movies we're going to get from the X-Men Fox universe is uh, Dark Phoenix. Oh. With our uh, girl from uh, Game of Thrones. So, I'm curious if they're going to do anything through this that might be warrant of a movie, or uh, just stick with some of the old tried and true Dark Phoenix type stuff. Yeah, I don't know. So, are you reading like the X Men Golds and X Men Blues and Weapon X and all that stuff? Weapon X, definitely. Um, X Men Gold. Uh, I read and thought, huh, okay, this could be okay, but who knows? We'll see what happens to that book with everything going on. Yeah, I think I'm going to steer clear of all of it again. Oh, yeah? See, I'm begging for a good X-Men book, though. Yeah, I am too, but I don't think this is it. Now, there is a Jean Grey number number one Marguerite Savage cover. Kind of disco-ish. Not bad. I'm not sure what the uh, one in twenty five or whatnot is on that one. Where are you seeing that? Uh, what I'm doing is I'm going up to new releases. I'm going to new printings and variant. Open that in a secondary tab and scroll down to the Marvel section, which is going to give you every incentive cover and chase cover for Marvel within the given month. Oh. And I'm simply comparing the ones we're looking at to what's offered. I'm looking at a couple covers. That's uh, very good. Nice little research you're doing there. Yeah, see, yeah. see, sometimes I don't just turn on a podcast and talk and hope everything falls into place. No, one time. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. All right, anything else in Marvel that piques our interest? We've got Secret Empire number one. Now, we look, we, we flipped through the zero. Um, are you on for this event? Yeah, yeah. I have to, um, or otherwise, I'm, you know, I'm pretty much going to be like, no, marvelous if I don't embrace something that they put out. I like to think you're marvelous anyways. <laughs> Marvel. Marvel. Less. Um, no. uh, but I am, you know, I'm going to be reading this uh, Miles Morales uh, Spider-Man 16 uh, and anxiously await the Sadarsky Peter Parker whenever that launches. Uh, have yeah, we seen a solicit on that yet? Yep, it was solicited last month. It was? Yep, yep. I think I overlooked it. Um, so I'm a little more excited about it now. So keep an eye on your Secret Empire as that little badge at the top slowly morphs from Captain America to Hydra. Just up oh, is that what it's going to do? Yeah, you're going to notice every issue that goes by it, it morphs into more of a Hydra badge. Yeah. And now what I'm probably not going to do is chase all the different tie-ins. I'll probably just read this mainline thing. <laughs> As what we do with almost every Marvel event, we dip our toes. Yeah. What was the one where it wasn't that long ago where I did do all the tie-ins and tried to keep up and end up just being disappointed? Was it Forever Evil, maybe? <laughs> I can't remember. That was DC. Right. But they they can also disappoint me. Yeah, I don't know. We have something very weird with Spider-Man Deadpool number 17. Uh-huh. We have Ed McGinnis on art, okay. but we have Joshua Corrin on writing. So... Who? I don't know. Not not, not Kelly. Uh, 
But but it, the yeah. cover says Kelly. That's what I was just about to say, but I think it, the cover says Kelly. So on this one, I cannot tell if it's our mainline creative team or guests on this one. I believe it's our main life create, line creative team on that. Where does Diamond hire their web people? I mean, <laughs> they, there's a lot of mistakes on this thing. They are phoning it in, my friend. Oh, my goodness. Venom. Oh, it's just the poster on Venom 150. I was like, wait a minute. Venom! Venom, here we go. X-Men Gold 3 out this week. Yeah. Hopefully no uh, no Holy War starting uh, art in this one. With meticulously scrubbed down art. And, and, and I'm assuming that the editor still has a job. <laughs> yeah. The one that missed everything else. <laughs> I think that was him at uh, C2E2. So Is it Nick Lowe? Is the same guy? I don't know. God, he was not impressive. <laughs> not impressive. Yeah, that's all I have in Marvel. All right, for Marvel, we're going to look into some of our smaller publishers. We're going to head to the back of the book and see what we can suss out of our Aftershocks, our Boom Studios, our Oni Presses. All our Turna comics. This is launching Amazing Age, number one, which was kind of the one that stuck out the most to me in their first round of solicits. For $1.50 cover. $1.50. It's a bi-monthly book so every other month not twice a month um and it'll be uh, amazing age number one from alternate comics buck 50 awesome on newsprint hope it do- hope it's uh not really want to hold these in my hands and feel how they feel yeah yeah they think the covers could just like fall apart in your hand yeah with what you're used to but Back to disposable comics uh, means what for us as collectors, huh? Tough to find these in high grade. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, exactly. But uh, they sold through what they wanted through on these, if I remember correctly. So yeah. that is good, good, good to hear. They also have all Adam Wreck, number one, um, which didn't look as good, but I'm getting it anyway. Couple copies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also. Have the Amazing Age. Amazing Age, Adam Rack. Was there anything else this month that was coming out from Alterna? I don't have it lo- I don't have it la- that way. I can't really it tell. It looks like we have Croak number one. Yes, that was one of theirs. Uh, I am simply scrolling and looking for Should be four. Fifty. But I don't uh, know if they're all Lilith coming out. Lilith Dark one. number one. Lilith Dark. And that should that should do it. I think it was, I think it was four of them at a dollar fifty. Um all from Alterna, so uh, check all those out and uh, report back. Um, For good reads or good specs, sir? Well, I mean, I think we're worried that there's not going to be any spec value for them um, because the quality is not going to be there, the collectability is not going to be there. Um, but if there's a if if there's if it's a super great read mm-hmm. and it's under order, that could be that could be something. That could be. But I, I don't know how confident I am about that. I just want go. them to do well just because it's affordable comics. You know, reasonable price. I do know. Yeah. Uh, from Lion Forge, there's a book called Ab Iratu, number one, from uh, Terry Labrosi. 
Uh, writing, art, and cover, at least according to the solicit, which we know is full of crap. Uh, so May 3rd comes out, 399. A dystopian future of rising sea levels, kind of like the massive. The rich have access to a rejuvenating vaccine, kind of like the beauty, that can allow lifespans of hundreds <laughs> of years. A young man named Real arrives in the urban metropolis of Montreal and meets a young woman, Nev, who is allied with rebel insurgents, uh, fighting the corporate powers that control the city and the vaccine. Okay. Interesting. It goes Blood. back to our original theory of one one guy doing too much. Might not be yeah. a problem. <laughs> Blood Blister number two from Aftershock. Phil Hester and Eric Layton. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, Catalyst Prime Noble. Oh, no. It's Catalyst... Wait a minute. Lion Forge is the publisher. Catalyst Noble looks to be the title. Mm-hmm. And Catalyst Prime looks to be, like, the imprint or the title of the... Story arc, maybe? Hmm. Yeah, that's kind, weird. Kind of confusing. Written by Brandon Thomas. Art by Roger Robinson. Um, it looks to be called Noble, not Catalyst Prime Noble, but... Whatever. Man. These solicits are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Courier number two is a Zenoscope book. I got kind of heavy on that first issue. Mm-hmm. Knowing that no Zenoscopes have made me any money ever. Um, I uh, screwed that up and did it anyway. So, <laughs> We have The Damned, number one, from Oni Press. Written by Cullen Brunn, with art by Brian Hurt. Who's doing that Bill cover? Gun. Pretty cover. Uh, yeah, very cool wraparound cover. Uh, I don't know if that's Bill Crabtree or Brian Hurt. Oh, on that cover. It nice. doesn't give me any specifics on that, unfortunately. Very nice. The Jungle Fantasy Annual. Hey, now. If uh, you're old enough to buy it, it's out for five ninety nine or seven ninety nine, depending on which nude cover you buy. <laughs> What else we got? Pestilence number one. This is what I'm looking for. There's the one, yeah. Aftershocks comics. Pestilence number one. Frank Thierry. Oleg Okunev with our Tim Bradstreet on the cover. New series in the late 14th century. And a great pestilence. The Black Death is sweeping across Europe. Killing over 100 million people. But... What if history as we know it was a lie? What if in reality this was no straightforward plague, but the first non-recorded zombie infestation of man? Ex-Crusader Roderick Helm and his fellow black ops agents, the church fiat Lux must seek out the cause of this undead outbreak and vanquish it before mankind seeks to exist. I'm in. I love this. This sounds awesome. So that's pestilence. 
Yeah, I'm all uh, yeah, I'm all, all over that. All about it. Yeah. Um, from alternative comics, we've got Slasher number one, written by Charles Forsman, with art and cover by Charles Forsman. A new psychosexual thriller from the creator of the End of the Effing World and Revenger. Christine is a data entry specialist, discovering her sexuality and her penchant for blood. What is this monster brewing inside her? See as she is introduced to Joshua, a wheelchair-bound nerd with similar interests. Ooh, this sounds pretty awful. <laughs> and it's five bucks. Uh, I'm going to pass. <laughs> Project Superpowers Hero Killers Number 1 by Ryan Brown, our good friend we met this weekend, with oh, art by yeah. Pete Woods. Welcome to Libertyville, USA, home of too damn many superheroes. Watch out, crime. Here comes Captain Battle Jr. and Sparky and Tim. Yeah. You know, Tim. What? You've <laughs> never heard of them? Huh? Well, it's hard to be a sidekick when there is a city full of capes running around stopping every misdemeanor with a spandex-wrapped flourish. Now watch as things get weird when three lad companions, totally not weird, try to get to the criminals before their bosses do. From the insanity-riddled mind of Ryan Brown from God Hate Astronauts and Pete Woods from Robin and Deadpool, prepare to feed the wrath of... Of t- are prepared to feel the wrath of Tim. Yeah. Sounds weird, but worth a read. Yeah, Sounds maybe. like he's going to have a, uh, a good sense of humor there. Yeah. yeah. We like Ryan Braun. Or as I like to call him, not Charles Soule. <laughs> not Charles Soule. Uh, from 451 Media Group, your boy. Yeah. Stain number one. Written by David Barron with Art by Yusuf Idris and a cover by Steve Morris. Meet Emma London, a recovery artist and bounty hunter for hire. She's strong, possibly indomitable. And did we mention part machine? Emma is a is the type that dives headfirst into things that most wouldn't and shouldn't. Uh, $3.99. Uh, looks okay. With a jock incentive cover. Nice. Strange Fruit hardcover Our good friend Mark Wade And J.G. Jones with Knock it out of the park art for this Yeah, Pick up this hardcover and it will never Seem like these four books Came out a year and a half apart Great story (laughs) It's true Uh, Now um, You like fighting games at all? I suck hardcore at them, but I love the crap out of the Injustices and the Mortal Kombat. Oh, do you remember Tekken? I, you're darn right I remember Tekken. I played as a bear. Has has this ever been a comic before? I don't believe so. Well, Titan like... is putting out Tekken number one. An all-new comic series based on the iconic fighting game franchise. Written by Kavon Scott um, and illustrated by Andy Tong. Uh, this sensational new comic series taps into Tekken's rich history, features memorable characters from the celebrated video game canon, including Hihachi Mishomi, uh-huh. Yoshimitsui, uh, Nino Williams, and Paul Phoenix. 
comic regular comic regularly promoted on official tech and social networking channels. Ooh, the official tech and social networking channels of over three million fans. So if only half of them buy one, well, then that's going to be the number one comic. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. By a long shot. It could easily go the way of the first Dark Souls from Titans where it sold through and commanded triple cover uh, for a while. Yeah. Um, so this could easily be a nice little quick flip. If it sticks to that, cover A was the way to go on that one. And I missed the boat on this one. I think I completely spaced that this even existed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, look for, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll save that. I'll save my picks for later. There you go. Um, Sword Quest Zero, cover A. I, I saw this while flipping through the previews, and for a quarter I picked up, I think, four of them. Yeah, me too. Um, Peter Case is a boy on a quest, the quest to win the prizes from Atari's Sword Quest Challenge. He was counting down the days to the recent lease of the final game, Air World. Only to be shattered when the news surfaced that it would never be released. Now, Peter is an adult, and things aren't going well. The bad news is, he has to move back in with his mother. Womp womp. The good news is, he still has all of his old Atari stuff, with nothing else to look forward to. His obsession with Sword Quest is reignited in a more, um, interesting way? Interesting. I'm in. Yeah. Before, I'm definitely in. Yeah, um... I never played Sword Quest, I don't think. Yeah. Back in the day. Um like I have vague recollection of a of some kind of contest like that though. Was that was that legit? Did that really happen? I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember I, I can't remember exactly when what, what that was about. Um how about like, Underdog? I, Do you remember uh, Underdog? I remember all? Underdog well. I, I, I very much enjoy that theme song. Um, and that is a very cool-looking classic homage Galvan cover they got there. Um, that one might be worth having just because people love those homage covers, if for no other reason. Which one was the homage cover? The one that says, Underdog number one, classic homage cover. Underdog number one, classic homage Galvan. Look at that one. Oh, I don't like those covers. Really? Those are Those are the ones that are hot? Some people like homage covers that that take things like, you know, Action Comics number one and and, yeah. and spoof it. Yeah, that's true. I guess I can get that. Uh, and it, Underdog was like always like the B segment on Rocky and Bullwinkle. Is that right? <laughs> I think that sounds right. I don't think he had his own show, or he might have eventually. I don't know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know about licensed properties, so sometimes they, they're okay, and sometimes, eh. They're usually not, but I think people, that out, that homage cover could be a thing to snag up. Yeah. All right, Drew, looks like we're down at the back end of that. Anything else you found in the back half of the books? No. All right, Drew, there's a point where I say, what do you want? What's my one of the week? What's the one to make sure you run to your LCS and snag up this week? Drew, what you got for me? Oh, man. You know what? There's so many. There's a lot going on this week that you could you could pick from. I th- I still think I'm going to go with Eternal Empire, even though oh, wow. even okay. though uh, Alex and Ada did nothing. I think yep. there was so much love for that book that this one's going to be super hot. I'm excited. Very nice. 
I am kicking the doors of my LCS down and saying, give me all your pestilence, number one, from Aftershock Comics. Very good. Um, it sounds good. Uh, 1B would, would be uh, probably grab a Tekken, if there's yep. some on the shelf. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, 1BA slash 1. Would be maybe in just maybe an injustice two number one would be uh, yeah definitely definitely because uh the that that first issue of the last Tom Taylor injustice uh sold out went to a lot of printings yep. so that that might be a good one there's tons yeah, I, got, I gotta hunt down the ten copy incentive of penstilence number one yeah um. Some uh, some folks have been warning us about aftershock and these this crazy amount of variants that they're doing, books mm-hmm. with with books selling fifteen hundred and two thousand copies, and them doing all these variants on top of it with very little sales. That uh, very possible that this that they could burst. So be careful with the aftershock, folks. There you go. Very much so. Anything else, Drew? No, I think that's it. Glad to be back, and uh, hope uh, hope you missed us a little bit. I'm glad glad we're back. So that's awesome to be back. No kidding, absolutely. Want to thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. Thank you for tagging along with Drew and myself as we just ran down all comics releasing on May third, two thousand seventeen. Want to thank you for all you've done for us. Thank you for commenting on things on our Facebook. Our Twitters, thank you for going to comicsfunprofit.com and dropping us a line on our Gmail account and everything else. Want to incentivize if you have iTunes, please feel free to drop us five stars and say something wonderful about us. Move us towards the pot, the top of the podcasting ranks, if not in America, then Australia and the UK as well. <laughs> Want to thank you once again for Drew and myself. See you. <laughs>